High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, jammers, blockers, announcers, and coaches. Oh, and an extra special shout-out to that reluctant pageant queen out there. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my house this evening. But first, school is still in session. And your freshman year is still in session. We've just begun. Did you guys listen to last week's episode in 8th grade? Did you get to download it and watch it? It came out this week on Video On Demand or wherever you could like rent things. So definitely watch it. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome film. And we have a really special episode for you today. Did you watch Whip It? I did, and I'm like so jacked up on roller derby right now. I'm so excited. And it's a very special episode for a couple of reasons. First, our guest is a kick-ass roller derby player, Queen Elizabeth II. She graces us with her presence today. And you want to listen through to the end of the episode today, because thanks to the generosity of the Queen, well, we have a very, very special announcement regarding the first-ever high school slumber party field trip. You know what that sound means. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with Jolene by Dolly Parton. Great song. And it's actually in this film. It's sung by the girls, Aaliyah Shawkat and Ellen Page, when they're working at the Oink Joint. And, you know, they, I think they say their town's name, Bodine, Bodine. But still, it's in the movie, and... I really, really do like this song. So, Jolene, Jolene class dismissed. Jolene, Jolene, please don't take him just because you can. Your beauty is beyond compare with flaming locks of auburn hair with ivory skin and eyes of emerald green. Your smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is soft like summer rain. And I cannot compete with you, Jolene. He talks about you in his sleep. And there's nothing I can do to keep from crying when he calls your name, Jolene. And I can easily understand how you could easily take my man. But you don't know what he means to me, Jolene. Yeah, I hadn't seen it till that screening. I, I might have seen it in parts. Yeah, I, I'd seen it in parts because uh, my fiance likes the film, and 
I don't know. She was always watching it in the background. Huh. We don't live too far from the Alamo Draft House, so we're like, oh, cool. Has she ever done or watched like a real game? She's always wanted to. Actually, yeah. after the screening, she bought she bought skates, so she has it. Yeah, because we have now. we always want new people, and we have about on the sixth. So I tell her I tell her to do it, and she's like, oh, I'm too afraid. But <laughs> hopefully, we can convince her. <laughs> we have like the skated out things where people can just come in and skate around. I think you guys mentioned it on the. Alamo thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like every month. I think this month is or next month is on the twenty first or something. So yeah. gotta convince her. Yeah. Plus, it also seems really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's a really good like workout. So. So um, on our podcast, we introduce ourselves by uh, saying our name, our high school, like where it was, and oh, the high school team name. I always forget that part. I am uh, Queen Elizabeth the Second. Uh, class of 1999, Berlin High School in Connecticut, and we were the Redcoats. The Redcoats? Yeah. <laughs> I thought the Redcoats are usually the bad guys. I know. <laughs> I, have, I don't know where that name came from. Um, I don't think anybody does. But uh, yeah, we were, our symbol was the people that we <laughs> beat. In, in the Revolutionary War. That's funny because it's like you know, no one sees themselves as the bad guy, really, and like especially like no high school team sees themselves as like <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying. So it's weird to like pick that. Yeah. But that's wow, that's a new one. That's that's interesting. Yeah, the logo was really dumb too. It was like some guy with a bayonet, and his hat was like over his eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh great! <laughs> so okay. we're, we're blind, and we couldn't beat a bunch of stupid colonists. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's weird too for like like Connecticut, such a like a proud colonial state. Like or like. Yeah, we were the fifth to sign the the, the Declaration of Independence. But uh, let's celebrate our heritage in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Your little town holding out. Yeah, we hope. <laughs> you never know; could come back. I mean, you are you are the queen. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you are a roller derby participant. What what are you called? Um, I mean, I think Derby Girl was something that mm. I saw a lot. I think that's people kind of think that's sort of condescending now. So, uh, roller derby player, I guess. Um, player, yeah, because I never thought about it. So, um, the movie we're doing today is Whip It. And as we alluded to earlier, I um, watched Whip It at Alamo Draft House for some. I'd like really seen it front to back, and your roller derby team or league was there. Yeah, right? league. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I have to. I didn't know it was a high school movie or like a movie that where someone was in high school. <laughs> I actually forgot it was a high school movie. <laughs> I saw it like ten years later. So yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to do this movie, and I mean. Before the film, you had some really great insight, so I'm so happy to have you on. Seriously, thanks thanks so much for coming out. But first, really, uh, I kind of have some questions before we get into the movie. So what team do you play, or what's your league called for those people out there listening, and what team do you play for and such? We are Suburbia Roller Derby, Westchester's only all-women flat track roller derby league. So we play in Yonkers, and we practice in Yonkers. And there's two uh, travel teams, like an A team and a B team, and I am on the A team, which is Suburban Brawl. Oh, that's cool. Ah, I love the names. <laughs> <laughs> How did you first get into roller derby? I is This is actually, I was thinking about it the other day, this is my, this month, maybe around this day, is my 10-year anniversary. So wow, you're like a true veteran of the of I haven't the yeah, I haven't been playing all those 10 years, but yeah, it was 10 years ago that I had uh, gone through a really bad, like, breakup, 
and uh, it was just really kind of a bad place. And a friend of mine who um, was going through a divorce, I found out that she had joined a roller derby league. And uh, this is I lived in Los Angeles at the time, so this is in Los Angeles, and I didn't even know that they had one. And she said, uh, you should come by this weekend. They're doing like an open skate thing. So just buy a mouth guard and they'll give you everything else. Skates, every helmet, everything. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I didn't have any of that stuff. And I had done rollerblading as a, uh, like when I was a teenager and thought it was fun. And there was like a show on A&E like in the early 2000s called like Roller Girls, I think. Mm. Which I remember watching. I like vaguely remember that. Yeah, it was a reality show sort of about a roller derby league in Texas. So, and that looked really fun. So I decided to just give it a try. I didn't uh, know it was tryouts, but I, so I did the whole thing and then they said, okay, you made it. Practices twice a week. The thing about roller derby is even if you know how to skate, which I kind of did, it's still a really humiliating sport to learn. Like, (laughs) nobody's really immediately good at it. Um, So I, in my experiences, most sports came pretty easily to me. This is the first time I did a sport that I sucked at. Um, <laughs> so I sort of said, I can't really quit. It's too easy to quit uh, right? if you suck at something. So I'm going to at least have to get good enough at this to quit for like a different reason. And I never did. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned you were uh, good at sports. Did you play sports in high school? <laughs> I played golf, yes. Golf? Wow. I I, golf team. <laughs> <of> all, <laughs> honestly, of all things I would have expected you to say that would lead to roller derby, it would not have been golf. That's so <laughs> random. Wow. I played soccer growing up, and then I didn't want to really do that in middle school or high school. But I wanted to play a sport to get into college, because it was like extracurriculars were really mm-hmm. important. And I remember they had like a, when we were freshmen, like introduction to activities and a girl came up and said uh even if you don't know how to golf, play golf we'll teach you really need people so i i didn't know how to play golf and never played it before i never had any interest in it whatsoever but i joined and then i was uh we ended up being a one of the best golf teams in the country. Wow. <laughs> it was like undefeated for like five years or something. It was. I'm seeing a trend yeah. here. Yeah, Maybe was. you should pick up like croquet like, next like, or oops. like yeah. <laughs> polo or something, something really random. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, good a time as any to ask uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Yes, I did not name myself after the Virgin Queen, but the one that's there now who will never die. Uh, yeah. She's was, was persistent. Say, right? <laughs> tough lady. Yeah. Did you think, I mean, I guess you don't want to morbidly think, but like you said you've been doing this sport for 10 years and she's still on the throne, so. Yeah, really. I really, really, I remember when I decided to to go with that name thinking like, man, it's going to be a a thing next year when she's gone. And like, now I don't know. I think I'll be like really upset. It's uh, more upset than I I ever thought I I would have been. Oh, man. No, true. Oh, but that's great. So, so what what was Queen Elizabeth II like in high school? Um, yeah, I I got in a lot of uh, trouble. <laughs> <laughs> My high school memories aren't like super happy ones. Oh. I don't think I was a super happy person. But uh, I mean, I had friends and all that stuff. But I just puberty gave me like massive attitude problems. And, oh, I hear you. Uh, just a lack of trust and authority for lack of respect for. Um, Authority figures, some of which I still say now was deserved. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, uh, I just had certain classes where I just didn't, uh, it's, you know, spoken class and 
and also I was in like all um all honors classes, mm. so the teachers just had no idea what to do with somebody who wasn't you know perfectly behaved like I guess all of their other honor students had yeah. been before. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I got a lot of distensions. I got suspended <laughs> for for what? Let's hear the story. Uh, it's a really dorky kind of one, but those are the best. <laughs> my friend and I wrote a website. And he had, he wrote a bunch of things about teachers not using their real names, but disguising them in a way that was pretty clear <laughs> who they were. Um, and he, yeah, he wrote a bunch of libelous things. Nothing I wrote was libelous, but um, I had another website and I linked to that site from my site. And then we ran the literary magazine and that linked to my site. So it was like, Three degrees of separation from an official oh. school site. Some stupid teacher found it and turned us in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they originally thought I was the one who wrote the the bad site and the bad things. And they were they were actually going to expel me when they found out it was oh my, God. my friend. Yeah, they were like, do you know what expulsion means? I was like, yeah, I'm like 17. I mean, of course, like, what do you think? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, so uh, when they found out that he did it, they liked him, so we ended up just getting suspended. Oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> and almost sued by some of those teachers. Oh, come on. Wow. Yeah. Thin skin. You were being yeah. creative. You were, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I look back on it now, and I'm like, that was, that was you know, not not a great thing to do to them, but also, I mean, I, I was a, a minor you know, the, the whole time, so. Again, you're, not... you're a kid. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, like, high school might not have been the happiest, but we had someone, um, a couple of episodes ago was like, have you had anyone on this podcast who was like, high school was awesome? Yeah, right. I was going to say, I don't think anybody <laughs> was happy in high school, so it's not that original. Yeah. You know. No, I was like, nope, no one's, no one's <laughs> been on this podcast who said that. And honestly, people who, who might say that probably I'm not like friends with now and not like business personally, but they're probably some like rich CEO who doesn't have time for a podcast. Yeah. High school is awesome. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Captain of the football team, you know, all that jazz. <laughs> so you said, again, you picked up the sport, uh, 10 years ago. Yes. Now you said that was in Los Angeles, but what's the name of that, I guess, or league or, or... Los Angeles Derby dolls. I'm not, big into roller derby because well i don't know like we, me and my fiance have been to some like what, what are they called bouts bouts yeah yeah that's what i see a lot here yeah. and there so i would say i'm a casual fan it, it's it, but it's always something that like has seemed like pretty awesome to me a lot of the reason for it i don't know i'm like i'm not sure why but like there's it's definitely like super cool to watch and i like the um Almost like the DIY nature of it, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it, the teams feel more like, and then correct me if I'm wrong, please, because I don't know, but the teams definitely feel more like uh, collectives than if I'm watching the Mets, that's obviously like yeah. like billionaires own that, and there's millionaires playing. And Yeah, well, that's, that's intentional. It's a, I think it's an ethos of, um, there's like a, a giant like organization called the Women's Flat Track Derby Association. Mm-hmm. It's sort of laid down rules and has uh it's a, it's a sanctioning body i guess is the term yeah. but um to be a member of it for your league to be a member of it you i think have to have skaters on your board of directors like skaters have to be okay. the people who run the, the league so that's super important then to them like. it's a big yeah it's a big deal yeah so um you'll find that in pretty much everything you watch gotcha yeah. 
I mean, it, it's super cool because it seems like like so grassroots too. Like, right. So I'm gonna sound like probably a roller derby idiot today, but it's like so there's like leagues, right? And then there's like teams within the leagues, but there's also like you said, there's like an A team and a B team. And... Yeah. Well, it depends on the league and the size of it. Okay. Um, but I mean, my the league I was in in LA was was really big, so we would have we had one like all star you know A team. Um, that sort of travel. We had a sort of B team under them that did like bouts against like teams that weren't as good, mm. you know, more evenly matched. Then we had home teams, which were um, there was four of them, which we would just play against each other. Um, those are the things that people usually would like come in to see. So, oh, okay, it was, like the Varsity Brawlers actually was my team. Fight Crew and their like thing was they were uh, flight attendants, sort of. And there seemed yeah. to be like a team like that in this film. Yeah, that that's the team in Whippet is based on Fight Crew. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and then the Sirens, which had like a police thing going, and the Tough Cookies, which were Girl Scouts. Ah, uh, oh, so that which makes you sense. would also have seen in Whippet. Yeah, yeah. the Hurl Scouts. That's right. interesting. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So there was a bunch of, and then the, the travel team people were made up of people from the home teams, basically. Gotcha. Oh, that that's interesting. That's a really cool. Yeah. That's a really cool concept. And then, and then if you're like in my league, it's really pretty small. So it's um, an A team and a B team um, that a lot of our A team scares have to play in because they don't have like enough a full enough roster. Um, oh, okay. Some leagues I think will just have the one team, and some leagues like you know will have uh, Gotham in New York has I think the same kind of thing. I think they have an A team, a C team, A team, B team, C team, and a D team. And then they have home teams that play against each other, like the Bronx Gridlock. Oh, okay. Kind of yeah, I think I've definitely yeah. seen that. So like, it, iconography. It varies, but um, yeah, you have a league and teams within a league. Every week I read the either the back of the VHS cover or the back of the DVD cover. 2009, definitely not a VHS era one, so happened to have the DVD with me here, so let's read. Modern. Ellen Page scores huge laughs as Bliss Cavender a small-town teenager with a big dream to find her own path in the world. Soon, Bliss discovers a way to put her life on the fast track. Literally. Oh, God. <laughs> she lands a spot on the rough-and-tumble roller derby team and becomes Babe Ruthless, the hottest thing on eight wheels. Okay. <laughs> that was, yeah. I mean, not the best description of the movie, but that's okay. It's, it's short and to the it's point. It's a little weird since her character is, like, 17, right? Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. The hottest thing on eight wheels. Like, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Back those eight wheels up. Oh so God. something we found while doing this, especially as some guests have pointed out, that it seems like a lot of people who write these things, and I don't know what kind of job that is, like, haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I think I, my knowledge of Los Angeles tells me that is probably uh, correct. Yeah. So the film is based on a novel by Shauna Cross, who wrote the screenplay. I've never read the novel. Have, have you read the novel? I... No. <laughs> That's okay. This is a movie podcast. Seems like a young adult novel, anyway. Yeah, and she was a member of the L.A. Derby Dolls. Oh, okay. Yeah. She, I think she was a siren. Okay, <laughs> yeah. wow. So, was she a member when you were there? No. I joined after the movie had finished filming, but before it came out. Oh, okay. So um, it was a weird... People were excited about the movie coming out. We had like a sort of premiere party at the track. Ellen Page had come to some bouts, and Drew Barrymore came to some bouts to sort of 
see what the game looked like, which was, you know... Oh, wow, that's cool. Interesting, you know, a good thing to do. So, I yeah, so it was a weird kind of, like, in-between be- time. I missed all the cool, fun stuff. Like, the actual <laughs> movie being, like, filmed. Although it wasn't filmed in L.A., it was filmed in, like, Michigan. Yeah, I read that, which is so random. It's like it takes a lot of influence from L.A. It takes place in Texas, yeah. and it was filmed in Michigan. Yeah, it's cheaper. Makes sense. That was, that was the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's cool. So... You're saying that um, Drew Barrymore would go down, and this is her directorial debut, and the only film that she's ever (laughs) directed, which is interesting, right? (laughs) I thought it was an interesting choice for a first film as a director, because there's no, like, like other sports that are well-known, like football, basketball, whatever, there's kind of a language of how you film Mm -hmm. them that has been established at this point, and there really isn't one for roller derby, and it's a sport where you play offensive defense at the same time there's a lot you have to avoid people hitting you there's just a lot going on at the same time that i think makes it extremely difficult to film plus you don't really know how to film it so i she really set herself up with a huge challenge yeah it was rather ambitious and that was kind of something i was alluding to before like for most people watching i'm assuming they they're familiar with what roller derby is but not necessarily like the nuances now this movie um it didn't didn't do particularly well. I think no. it like broke even. Yeah, it was disappointing. Rotten Tomatoes gives an eighty four percent score by the critics and seventy four percent by the audience, which isn't bad. But I was curious, like, what was the take of the roller derby community when this film came out? Like, or is it enjoyed in the roller derby community, or is it something like, like wow, that's crap? Or- <laughs> it really varies, and it's I think changed a little bit as time has gone on and the sports become less like it was in the movie and people become more serious and more athletic and more wanting to be taken seriously mm. um i think they look they're more negative towards it than they maybe used to be gotcha. but i do know when it came out i mean the thing is it's a it's if the, the track they play on is a bank track right it's yeah good. it has you know a higher end and a lower the la derby dolls had that kind of track the league in texas that started everything had that kind of track. There's only a couple leagues that, that do that because those things cost like thousands of dollars. Plus, you have to house them somewhere because they're huge. Gotcha, yeah. So most tracks are, most people play a flat track sport, which looks a little different, is played a little bit differently. And so a lot of people didn't feel like it was a very realistic, um, just for that reason alone, portrayal of what roller derby is today and what when people go to see it, what they're gonna what they're gonna see. Gotcha. Yeah, because you mentioned that the association was called like the flat track association. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, it is more practical to have a, a flat track. So, have you done both? Yeah, in LA when I started, it was on that kind of track, um, which was like awesome. I, I mean, it. it looks really cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's great. It's, uh, <laughs> there's like an addition of like gravity that just makes things a little bit more like um, just dangerous feeling there's just more you know um, yeah that you don't have in flat track and there's a speed to the game that's a little different and it's sort of a speed to the hits and just how you play is different so yeah i could imagine that, that yeah. that's interesting but i guess uh like you said for the cost reasons and also like if you're going to grow the sport it's something where i mean like yeah. not everyone can afford that it's kind of really inaccessible like i know in the beginning la derby dolls couldn't afford a permanent space so they would take down the track into pieces and then put it back up again every time they would have i think practice or 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 games um and then they finally could afford like a real warehouse and i think i remember it being like tens of thousands of dollars a month to rent jesus so like yeah i mean 
you really aren't going to be able to sustain that in very many places. They don't even have a flat, like a bank track in uh, New York City, which wow. is obviously a huge city. So, Is it an expensive sport to play as an individual? Um, yeah. I mean, my last pair of skates were about 700 bucks. Jeez. But it doesn't have to be. I got, you know, the higher end ones, but you can get skates for like $100. You can... Then you have like pads. You have knee pads, elbow pads, wrist guards, helmet, mouth guard, dues. You're through your league. It's, you know they gotta pay rent, so your mm. dues could be I don't know fifty bucks, eighty bucks. Gotcha. That's about what they've been in other places every month, which is more than a gym in some. Yeah, no, f- for sure. So you definitely have to. It's something you yeah. have to be. I mean, even wheels will cost. Can, my my wheels cost like a hundred bucks. So the wheels, wow. Just the wheels, yeah. So yeah, but you, like you said, you have like the top of the line pro stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I think wheels. It, there's a certain point where like cheaper, especially with protection, you, like padding. You really don't want to get. You really want to get the best possible protection because I want to. I want to use my knees for like you know, a while. <laughs> so I want, really want to be protecting them well. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's expensive, but I knew people who were really poor, including me, actually, when I lived in LA, um, who still were able to make it work. Awesome. Oh, so you said you made the move out here. Did you know, guys, we'll get into the movie, but I'm just very <laughs> curious about this roller derby stuff. Trust me. Um, when you moved out here, did you find like a difference in play or is it like, or like, what, what was that like going from one team to another? I can't, you know, I can't imagine that. Um, so yeah, I, what happened is I, you know, I was in LA and I loved the, I never would have left the league, but I got into um, grad school in New York. Mm. And they, one of my uh, league mates said, if you, if you stay in LA and don't go to school because of roller derby, I will kick you out <laughs> of the league myself. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Um, and I came here and went to grad school and that was when I stopped playing for a little bit. Okay. And I, I ended up getting a job in Boston in 2014. So yeah, I went to school from 2011, 2012, got this job in Boston in 2014. And that was when I decided that I wanted to play again. Because I didn't really know anybody in Boston. I felt like joining the league there would be a great way to mm-hmm. get to know a lot of people really quick. Have a community there, which was something that was really great for me when I joined L.A. You know, it was another time when I felt really alone and then suddenly didn't. So That's um, awesome. And I missed it, too. And that was an adjustment because this was going from learning how to play on a bank track to a flat track which is just a very different style of play, and the rules are a little bit different. So there are certain things I knew how to do pretty well, and other things I didn't know how to do, like, at all. Yeah, so there, there was an adjustment there, and then I left that job in Boston and came back to New York and joined um, Spurbia pretty much as soon as I got back here. Awesome. Uh, what was the Boston League and team called? Uh, they're Boston Roller Derby. Ah, yes. pretty easy. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was called the Boston Roller Girls or something, and they've changed it since to be more inclusive. So you kind of, yeah, you kind of mentioned that though um, before when you said like the Roller Girls thing and and what it is now. So has there been an evolution in the sport from? I guess you see people in this film wearing like the Girl Scout uniforms and stuff like that. Yeah. Into like you're saying like into a more serious thing or. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, back in LA, there's still, you know, the tough cookies, there's still those sort of theme teams, but I think some people will use their real names now when they skate. There's, there's just been a thing where people wanted it to be taken more seriously, be more of a sport and athletic mm. 
display than a sort of show for an audience. And so, yeah, that's that that's changed a lot. I like the names, though. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I have really mixed feelings about that whole thing coming from a league starting in a league that was very much about shows. It was in Los Angeles. Uh, well, I guess that makes sense. A lot of our volunteers are people who worked in the industry. We had amazing lighting and like pre-game videos and, and just and, a hu- and huge crowds. I mean, we would sell out we have like 2,000 people. Wow. And uh, people, that's what people wanted to see. And so I, I'm very into like giving people what they pay for and what they want to see within reason. I think there's sort of a conflict now between what people who've never really seen roller derby before and don't know what to expect and don't actually know the rules of come in expecting to see and what you actually give them. That, like I said, sometimes is, is, is in conflict, but you know, it's gotcha. not my, not my decision. So, no. But, yeah. uh, so mentioned before Drew Barrymore, the director, she's also in this film. Yeah. She plays Smashley Simpson, which I assume that's her roller derby name. Yeah. Uh, Ellen Page is the lead here. Uh, what what do you think of Ellen Page's performance? I thought it was fine. You know, I thought her skating could have. Uh, <laughs> I thought her skating was a little weird. See, but... these are the things you'll notice that I'll never notice. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, she's a little bit awkward on skates, but uh, she she did her own skating for some, most of the movie, so that was awesome. Um, yeah, I got no problems with her. Yeah, I mean, I thought she did a good job overall. Yeah, well, she was great. Juliet Lewis is kind of like her rival, Iron Maven. Juliet Lewis was awesome. Uh, she actually, I think they showed at the end, like, the outtakes, and they, they show her doing actual, like, real... I don't know if she, like, knew how to skate before or something, but, like, she really committed. Like, she could skate really well, like, on her own without needing a stunt double. Yeah, she definitely, like, I, I like her character a lot. Like, yeah. in terms of... Uh, she, I, I think, you know, she, like I said, she's supposed to be, like, a rival. Like, I get where she's coming from in a lot of uh, time. Not, not yeah. all the time, you know. But, she says, the, her little speech at the end, which I guess we'll go into later, is, a, I thought, a really cool um, thing. Yeah, that's so, specifically what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, sums up a lot of people I know as roller derby experience. So. Yeah, and, and like like you said, I think, I think she seemed, I mean, you would know more than me, but she seemed pretty uh, realistic, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, f- from what my... You know, my roller derby novice. Kristen Wiig is in this, and I think this is before, like, the big Kristen Wiig boom. Yeah. Um, I thought she she did great. Uh, I, I don't know if she ever actually learned to skate. I don't know if you ever see her actually no, skate. No, that, that's a really good film. point. You, like, <laughs> I think she might have been like, no. <laughs> like, hell no. That's a really good point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think about it. I don't think you ever see her. I think she was in Saturday Night Live, so I'm like, I guess she was just in New York, like, working and just didn't. It's like I can't go to these like skate classes that because I, I I'm I'm huh. pretty sure that roller derby players actually did like kind of mini camps with the people to show them how to skate, and I was like <laughs> either she didn't go or she just was like I, it's not gonna happen for me guys we're gonna have to figure something else out yeah no because most of her stuff and I said I thought she did well but it was, yeah. it was off. Uh, track stuff. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not expecting people who are really good actors to actually, you know, play a sport well. That took me years to be presentable. Well, at, yeah, so. which is a, which is like a very very yeah, fair point. I don't blame them. Uh, Marsha Gay Harden, who's not a skater in this, she no. plays Bliss's mom. But, yeah, you know. she's great. Yeah, she's great. And then Daniel Stern plays her dad. Yeah, he was great too. Very much every. Buddy in the movie is is just is really good, except Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> so Jimmy Fallon in the movie, you're like, great, you're just doing the Tonight Show in the middle of a track. Cool. But he can't help it. Totally Jimmy Fallon it cannot. He's just always Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe not here, but in the more show LA experience, Jimmy Fallon he plays Hot Tub or Johnny Rocket, depending on the setting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he must be Drew Barrymore's friend because they're in like a lot of stuff together. Oh yeah, that's right. What are there people like that? I don't know what they're like announcers. announcers? Yeah, but yeah. like who? Okay, who talks to the crowd? Yep, like there's that. announcers at every bout. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you don't think Jimmy Fallon made a good announcer, or was he just too Jimmy Fallon? Every time he was on screen, he was like, it's me, Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> taking over your movie. Like, everybody look at me, I'm holding up a sign now, and everyone else is like, it's, I just, it's like, go away. Hey, you're not the star, come on. Sorry, Jimmy Fallon fans. Yeah, but, or, um, or Jimmy Fallon, if you ever happen to listen to High School Slumber Party. I'm not apologizing to Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> okay, for the record, you are not apologizing no, to Jimmy No, make it, Fallon. please make it clear. Only as fans would I like to apologize to. Oh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty cool gig to get. I mean, not Jimmy yeah. Fallon. Well, yes, The Tonight Show is a pretty good gig to get, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> be, being the announcer, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I've always wanted to kind of try it, but I never, uh, never have. But I know some people who, when they stop skating, started announcing. I was going to say, like like a great athlete, you can gracefully Yeah, yeah, they day, did the thing where they're announcing way the, down the, road, yeah. the color commentator for Thursday Night Football. Kind of yeah, that, that, that'd be a cool yep. way to stay involved in the sport. Yep. Who else is in this film? Oh, we were talking about Daniel Stern, and like, yeah, no, I really liked um, his uh character as the dad and it just it was good seeing him in something you know <laughs> yeah right oh yeah just thinking like home alone yeah, and stuff totally <laughs> eve was the eve yeah I, I remember when i was sitting with my fiance i was like i whispered is that eve, it's eve. <laughs> yeah. she, and uh and zoe bell the stunt woman and actress yeah zoe bell Australian. Uh, let's see who else. Yeah, she, and she's, she's very recognizable. Um, oh, Aaliyah Shawcat plays her friend Pat. Yeah, right. I love her. Yeah, she's really great. I mean, I first recognized her in Arrested Development, but she has a show now, a Search Party, and she, she's. I really liked her characters. Wow, yeah. well, I keep saying that a lot, but honestly, I think this movie has a really good cast. Yeah, I, yeah, it does. <laughs> and the budget's not too big. It's probably though because Drew Barrymore is in charge, and it's like. Yeah, I think it was her production company. Too, but I mean, it was supposed to be a middle budget kind of movie. It was never going to be a blockbuster. Who else? Uh, Landon Pig is the name of the musician Oliver. Yeah, who... I think they were thought he was going to really like blow up as a musician, <laughs> and be like big. But I guess I don't think he's done anything since, really. Like, no, it seemed like he's done more music than this. But I yeah. didn't know he was. Yeah, a musician. I don't. He wasn't. I don't think he's an actor. I think he's a musician. Hmm. He did fine though. Yeah, I mean, he played that character well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, of course, uh, Andrew Wilson, the the forgotten Wilson brother, is the coach. Oh, he's a Wilson. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. So I didn't like realize that, but like, I'm like, wow, is this guy like a ripoff? Like Owen? A ripoff Wilson? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> a ripoff Owen thing. Wilson. And then I looked it up after. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. He's, he's that like makes that sense. other Olsen sister. It's not the twins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. So he's the third Wilson brother, Coach Razor. Yeah. So this is a silly question, but do you guys actually have coaches and stuff? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, um, that character is based on, uh, I believe, a real person who was a coach. When the Derby Dolls first started. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, down to the dolphin necklace he wears. <laughs> Apparently, that guy wore one too. But yeah, we have coaches. We have two. We have a bench manager and a coach, ideally. It's one person who's getting, telling everybody who's going out in the next jam. 
we have to, I guess, explain the rules of derby. But anyway, we have somebody who says who's going out for the next play, and uh, and then somebody who's like the coach. So let let's do it. Let's yeah. as as uh, simple, I guess, as you can. What are the rules of of roller derby? I, I think yeah. I got it. But... Okay. Um, yeah. So simple. There's two positions. Uh, the jammer, who is the one who's scoring points, and then the blockers, who are the ones who are trying to both help their jammer score points and stop the other jammer from scoring points at about the same time. Mm. And one jammer, four blockers, two teams. So you've got, you know, what, 10 people on the track at once, and each, what's called a jam, is two minutes long or less. But basically, you know, the whistle blows, the jammers try to get through the pack, which is, you know, the blockers all together. Yeah. Um, the one who gets out first is gets, like, lead, um, which means that they can end the jam whenever they want. And then every time you get through the pack, every player on the other team you pass is a point. So ideally you get through that uh, pack as many times as possible before the other jammer comes around. And then you just want to end it before they score points. That's the ideally the way you do it. Okay, that makes sense. But I feel like if you guys, if you're just listening to this podcast yeah. and you haven't seen Whip It for some reason, and you haven't uh, watched Roller Derby, yeah, it's, like this, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard to see. Go to YouTube or something. You really, I think you really have to see one of those YouTube videos with like a visual of the track, and then they show where people are, and they sort of give you like a. You know, they did this in the movie too, where they kind of had like a yeah. bird's eye view of everything and how it all works. First whistle blows and the pack takes off. Then a second whistle blows and the jammers take off. Some of us faster than others. Once the jammer breaks through the pack, she hauls ass around the track a second time and tries to score. For every player on the opposing team the jammer passes, she gets a point. Now line up and get you some. The one thing that I don't think they showed in the movie, but I've seen it um, like the few times that I've um, attended about, is like the... Doesn't don't you stop the play like? Yeah, so or? you call off the jam. Is um, I think it was in the movie, but you basically just put your hands on your hips a couple times, gotcha. and that tells the ref that you want it to end, and then it's over. And if no one does that, it's two minutes. So okay, only one team scores at a time. Two, per no, jam? Bo- they both can. That's oh, why. They both yeah. Can. So okay. oh, um, I see. I see. I've had people who don't call it off in time, and the person comes up and gets them. I've seen people that you don't. You haven't don't have your eye on the other team and don't realize they've come up and gotten points and passed you, or you're the lead jammer and you get a penalty, so you have to like leave the track for thirty seconds, and the other person just can go oh, wow. and get points. So and like you said, it's like offense and defense at the same time, and yeah. like, that's so interesting. I feel bad for, always for people who come in and watch bouts for the first time, and I'm always like, I hope they have somebody near them. Who can explain it? Because I know from people, you know, my friends and my family who've seen things for the first time, it really takes about the entire bout to really figure out why that person has a star on their helmet, the jammer has the star. Yeah. Why people are wearing wheels on their feet, but no one's moving. Like, it's just strategy (laughs) stuff. So, yeah, it takes a a while to really figure out. And what position do you play? I am a jammer. I figured, but I... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I was in LA, I kind of did both, and uh, it kind of just depends on how many jammers your team has and how good they are and what they need you to do, so uh, that is what I do now. That's awesome, though. Yeah, it's it's pressure. It's hard, so... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but, like, you're, you know, you're a star. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, yeah. Yeah, and that that was Bliss's position, right? She was a jammer, yeah. Well, it seems like, and, and I imagine they if this movie is accurate, but they, like, switch the jammers up 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can't go. Yeah, because I can't imagine you going the whole time. Yeah, they switch the blockers, too. I mean, it's pretty – I don't, I've seen it a couple times. It's really rare for someone to just play the entire bout without taking a, a rest. Wow. I think blockers usually go every other jam, and jammers kind of do every other if they're really fit. I'm not. Every third sometimes take more than that. Um, gotcha. Can you in the sw- same bout switch a jammer to a blocker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm learning. No, sorry. no, I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm more apologizing yeah. to the audience. It's probably like, you know, let's get into the movie. But no, I love the minutiae of this sport. It seems so cool. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it so long. There's things I take for granted that you know. So yeah, let me. Yeah, no problem. No, I mean this is like this is an enlightening day for me. <laughs> there's also like ten referees. So it's like so many referees. There are ten referees. Something like that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, there, it, it can vary depending on how many people, but I remember in L.A. it got to the point where it was like we almost as many referees as we had players what? <laughs> on each team. Each team would have 14 people and we'd have like 13 reps or something. It seems like a sport that is way more popular with women than men. Yes. Right? Like it's... There are men's uh, teams and leagues. The men's version of roller derby is like the woman's version of every other sport. I was just going to say, <laughs> like, yeah. that's a... Participation and respect. <laughs> like, yeah. It, which is, like, amazing to me. I, I think it's pretty awesome, but it's, like, yeah, like you said, like, it's, like, the women's version of every other sport in terms of, like, the po- popularity and stuff. And, popularity, and, yeah, every, that much respect they get, <laughs> um, yeah. Because I remember going to one in uh, Brooklyn, and, I think it was Brooklyn, and the, everyone was getting super excited for the, when I say the team's automatically I think the women's teams, you know, like, yeah. I don't think, so everyone's getting so excited for the women's teams and everyone's doing their thing. And then like between bouts, the men would come out like, you know, like, <laughs> and it was kind of like, this is when people would buy their popcorn and yeah. stuff. And it was just, it's it just, you know, there's, I don't think there's another sport like there probably yeah. is, you know. But. I, you know, I know a lot of women who really like men's derby. I, there's some women who play it actually, who like playing it better than than women's derby. I, I don't like watching it as much as I like women's derby. It's played a little differently. Mm. Um, but you know, the more people who play it, the better. So yeah, I just, I just, I figured I'd ask yeah. that. There is men's derby. Most people don't know about that or even <laughs> think about why there would be. So yeah, guys out there, there is men's roller derby, but just like I. I would say the women's roller derby seems like it's a hundred times more popular than the men, uh, yeah. and it's not even close. No. Like. There's also junior roller derby. That's cool. Yeah. it's uh, And one thing I realized, like, a couple months ago was that some of those leagues are co-ed. Hmm. So was, I watched a bout where there was, like, this guy who was, like, had a beard, and he was, like, must have been 17. <laughs> was, like, just, <laughs> oh, when you said youth, I was, like, little kids, not, like... It's, it's, it's like, from 7 to 17. And there's different Wow, that's like, a little bit, though. So, yeah, well, I don't think any seven-year-olds are playing at the highest level, but, like, you know, there's really some funny. small people getting just crushed. Like, uh, that was, I'd never uh, seen that before and knew that it existed, so it was a whole new thing. I think this was mentioned um, before the film at the Elmo Drafthouse screening that there are some, like, illegal moves in Whippet that you wouldn't normally see. Yeah, any, I mean, I think Drew Barrymore's character punches someone in the face. And <laughs> okay. I think she does get kicked out of the bell for that one, actually. So, but yeah, you can't punch people. Um, you'll get automatically ejected. If you do anything super violent, it's the second to last bout I played and somebody got ejected for hitting me <laughs> in a way that was oh, wow. like, 
flagrant. That's never happened to me before, like flagrantly illegal and just mean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, el- elbows are illegal. Tripping somebody's illegal. Hitting someone in, you know, in certain spots, the back, below the knees, the head, those are all illegal. You get penalties for those. It's probably one of those things that, like you said, is like a, a big learning curve. But like once you're, you're in it, it's like second nature, what's legal and what's not legal. Yeah, eventually, yeah. I think there's one move in the movie where everyone just stops and turns around and hits people and like just clotheslines everybody and like like that that's not legal. I figure that's akin that, to like like was, uh, no. the Mighty Ducks or, or like sports films where they do a silly play. Yeah, I remember thinking when the movie came out like that, considering that it was a movie and you always have to make allowances for how realistic and it's going to be able to be. Like it was pretty good when i saw it again 10 years later i was like whoa they really could have okay (laughs) a little bit you know less less thinking that but still you know let's jump into some scenes in the movie we kind of open up with this beauty pageant thing which is like the side kind of plot here yeah which i i I think it's actually a that like a fun scene because she's like trying to get the uh dye out of her hair right yeah and right, then, yeah and she goes up and she uh uh you know says her speech and she just it, it's a good like way to show who like who who this character is a bit yes and her conflict yes the, and one thing this movie is criticized for like it does have a little bit of like cliches for sure mm-hmm. but i don't think it's Honestly, I don't think it's, like, too, too terrible. I watch a lot of high school films, and they're <laughs> filled with a lot more cliches than this one. Yeah, I mean, well, never knowing anybody who's been in a beauty pageant or any beauty pageant mothers, I uh, I really couldn't say how realistic or I should have had you and then, like, a pageant queen. Yeah, right? Where's all, where's all the pageant queens you know? <laughs> the two queens and just, like... Oh, yes. <laughs> that great. Damn it. Missed opportunity queens. still. Whatever. I mean, I'm not really. I don't really care much about the pageant part of this <laughs> film, but I mean, it's a good. It's a good dichotomy for the character. Again, uh, Daniel Stern, like as the father, I like how he's 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 a he's a father who really wants like a football playing son. Yeah. But he's not a dick about it. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah. All right. Because you see it in a lot of movies with like the dick father, but like he's he's like a really nice guy. Because you see the neighbor and he's like posting a sign for a. Uh, their uh, son's yeah. football game or whatever, yeah, right? <laughs> That's why, again, flash forward to the end, and we'll bounce around here, but flash forward to the end when, like, he's finally, like... Gets to put up his sign. Yeah, he gets and... to put up his sign. He's, like... And, 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 you know, it makes sense. And also, like, the whole Texas thing. We've, we've covered this before on the podcast, but uh, the whole Texas and high school football... It is a big deal down there. Yeah, I don't think that's a cliche aspect. I think, no, as far like as that's, I know, that's super true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, everyone I've talked to from Texas and even on those podcasts have been like, yeah, no, that's 100% true. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. <laughs> something like God, football, and something else. But I guess we should set the scene. So so she, Ellen Page's character, what's her name again? Bliss. Bliss, Cavender. yeah. I always get confused because Bliss doesn't sound like a real name. Yeah, it does, <laughs> that also sounds like a derby name. Yeah, actually. right? <laughs> so then I'm like, is that her derby name or is that her real name? yeah. Um, she ends up becoming Babe Ruthless, but that's because... Oh, she goes into Austin with her mom to buy... Uh, doesn't she, she goes to accidentally... Well, her mom doesn't realize. They go to a head shop. Yeah, and yeah. And the roller girls come in, <laughs> and they go, here's the signs, I think, for a bout that's coming up, or tryouts, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, it's about. It's about. It's about, yeah. yeah. She, and she's trying, to, she's trying to buy those Doc Martens, and yeah. they have a funny... Yeah, that... that that's a funny scene. And then, you know, this movie kind of progresses fast to the derby parts because... She and her friend, they work at that uh, 
like wink, wink, yeah, wink. Oink burger or something. Yeah, hog <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <On> dog. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, so they end up heading to this this first bout, and it it's really like it's in a cool location, but I mean. Do you have, have you ever heard of roller derby played like an abandoned warehouse like that? Or I've heard of it played in a warehouse, but not an abandoned one. Well, let's see. I don't know if it was abandoned. Yeah. No, L.A. played in a warehouse. In oh, Orleans really? Ice cream cone factory. Oh, that's really cool. That yeah. Adds <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's the only, the only places that's going to be big enough for a track and you know bleachers and stuff. So mm, that makes sense. You need like an airplane hangar kind of <laughs> yeah kind of thing. So and I'll say right away, like I was. Uh, transfixed on the hill setting just like the elements of it i mean it seems like kind of like a crazy atmosphere is it a crazy atmosphere i mean it, i think it's probably crazier on film right? um you know it depends the flat track ones are kind of quieter and mm-hmm. more family stuff I mean, it just really depends on the size of the league and how much of a show they can put on the one in la was kind of was kind of like that it wasn't oh they had all the people like standing next to the track and just putting their hands out while people oh. were skating. And that was like, I mean, that's for insurance reasons. We had to put a line a certain amount of feet away from the track that nobody could um Well, yeah, I could cross. imagine. Yeah. yeah. That was, I was like, that's crazy. I didn't think yeah. about that. Sometimes you watch these things and I'm like, is this overplaying like how realistic it is? Because it did seem like a huge party atmosphere. At- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... I I think most of the time, the vast majority of bouts you'll go to will not be like that. Yeah, but, I, I figure. Um, I think the ones in the, the Texas League that has uh, a bank track, you know, they they put on a, a show. The one in LA does too. So mm. there are some. It's not completely unrealistic. Gotcha. That's interesting. She ends up. Um, she goes to the bout. Yeah. She loves it. She loves it. She sees the cute guy. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I'm in. And she, she originally wants um, her friend, Pash, weird name, <laughs> Pash to join. And even though Pash is like, oh, I'm into my studies, I could totally see her on the team, too. You know, like, she, they see... Yeah, it's, it's too bad. They, they, Pash never skates in it, right? No. They never even show her, like, wanting to... No, like, which I'm like, oh, I would like to... Actually, actually that's probably pretty realistic. I don't think any of my friends have ever <laughs> expressed any interest in uh, wanting to even try skating, so... Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's too bad. But then she, you know, she ends up going to the tryout. Tryout. Oh, I think it's Kristen Wiig for yeah, Caesar. Yeah, Kristen like, Wiig oh. tells her there's tryouts in three days or something, and then she goes. She gets her Barbie skates that are from her childhood yet still fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, <laughs> biggest Barbie skates I've ever seen. I was yeah, I was curious about that. They also looked like in really good condition. It's like they're brand new Barbie skates that yeah. And you mentioned you mentioned before uh, how your wheels are like a hundred dollars. Yeah. I know those Barbie skate wheels are like terrible. Yeah. You know, yeah <laughs> they're not. They're not. That that Barbie skate isn't even the kind of skate that you would use. For, you know, that's yeah. Sidetrack, and we're doing a lot of sidetracks today, but, but sidetrack thing, you mentioned like you rollerbladed before. So before the Alamo screening, they did all these like roller derby film trailers from right. like the 70s when they were, I guess there was like a boom. There was a roller yeah. skating boom in the 70s because they had like yeah. roller discos and stuff like that. Was that was when they had the roller derby leagues that were like the WWE kind of thing where they would do fake wrestling. Oh, stuff, so yeah. those leagues were fixed? Like, yeah. not fixed, like, like. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I've never, yeah. like, I saw it on the film but i didn't realize wow that's interesting yeah that 70s thing that a lot of people think of when they think of roller derby was was yeah they were just fake punches and that's so funny <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah wow that, uh, 
mind blown. <laughs> so you had that, but then I remember, like, in the 90s, like, rollerblading was really cool. Right. And if you roller skated, you were, like, lame. Right, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going to the roller rink, and they used to be like, you want blades or skates? And nobody said skates, because, yeah. like, that was just, like, super uncool. Yeah. And now, and now rollerblades are pretty uncool now. Yeah. That's what <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no one rollerblades anymore, and roller skates are cool again. Like, who, who would have thought? Like... <laughs> Time is a flat circle, I guess, how it works. So anyway, she joins the team. And like I said, they say that there's five, like, teams in this league. But I only caught four uh, names. And we mentioned the Hurl Scouts. Hurl Scouts is her team. Yeah, there's the Black Widows, which is, like, the first team they play. The Fight Attendants. Yes. And the Holy Rollers. Yes. I believe the Holy Rollers is a team... That's from Texas, really. Mm. I think that's a, the real name for a team in Texas. Gotcha. And I do not, I do not know the fifth one. Either. I don't. They might not even show it, but Jimmy right. Fallon mentions, or it could just be classic Jimmy Fallon, not just know. making stuff up. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> the teams have like seven people on them each, which is also uh, crazy. <laughs> that's that's not enough people. Gotcha. Yeah, no, because, I mean, that, make, uh, that makes sense. It makes it cheaper, uh, the film, when you only have half <laughs> a, half a roster. But, um, no, because if, the way you're describing it, if you're swapping people in and out, that would... Yeah, you need, like... Four yeah, you can't really, yeah. Seven's gonna be really tough, yeah. That is really funny. <laughs> you see that, though, like, you said, that's definitely a budget thing, because you see that a lot with sports films. Yeah, they, I mean, her team has seven people on it, and only five of them get lines. There's the two of them the Manson sisters. Yeah. They were real roller derby players. They were in my league. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I think they, they're like, let's let's have these non-actors just not talk. They're, they're, <laughs> they're deaf. They're supposed to, they're deaf. Yeah. That's, I think that's why. Like, now we don't have to worry about... I guess, yeah, you're, you're absolutely act. right. That makes sense why yeah. they wouldn't... I was like, oh, that's interesting yeah. why they wouldn't speak. Also, they, I mean, I'm assuming they hired them to do most of the uh, skate, well, yep. the heavy lifting in terms of the skating. Yeah. I guess I think you don't seem skating too much in it though. Um, I don't know how it worked because I came in after, but I think they had like a tryouts or they just picked people based on their look or something. Mm. But um, I, they were the two who looked like just typical roller derby players. Uh, the shorter one is named I don't. She's Manson. She's one of the Manson sisters. I don't know what her roller derby name is in the film, but her roller derby name in real life, quote unquote, real life, is Iron Maven. Oh, okay. So the Julia Lewis character is named Iron Maven. That must have been confusing on I'm set. not sure. I feel like probably a bit um, how much of fake Iron Maven is based on real Iron Maven. Huh. So, yeah, she that's, was That's she really was tough. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems tough. Yeah, I mean, like I said, one of my favorite characters in the film. So we get to that, right, like, where she's practicing, and that's like your typical, like, sports film. Where it's like, like we were saying, let's try to explain the rules kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, I mean, from what you're telling me, it seems like it doesn't do that bad of a job, considering what it is. I mean, yeah. For the film, you know. Yeah. If you, it's, the you know, it's pretty typical. Don't go to it expecting to see a documentary. <laughs> um, <laughs> make a lot of allowances. Yeah. And the team is just notoriously, I guess, the worst team in the league. And they seem to be, like, okay with that. Um, yeah. yeah, no one is, seems really super into the sport of it. Like, it's more of a lifestyle for a lot of these 
players, <laughs> which I think is more indicative of early roller derby. Um, oh, that's interesting. And the way it started out, and probably what things were like when this book was written. Oh, it makes sense. I mean, look, the movie itself is almost 10 years old. Right. And I think even then, that's based on roller derby. That was kind of existed five years before that or something. So, wow. I mean, I th- the movie itself, there's people using computers from like the late 90s or something. I mean, it feels, it, it feels even like in the past for the the year it came out. So I think that was intentional. Which is funny because like, I feel like Ellen Page doesn't age. Like, because like <laughs> exactly. recently she's in something and she looks not, I mean, she doesn't look this young, but she doesn't look like <laughs> yeah. 10 years, like th- that she filmed this 10 years ago. You yeah, know? well, her character's 17 in that movie and she, I think she was 22 or something, right? So the whole premise, I guess I missed this, guys, is that like she's in high school, but she lies about her age to get on the team because you have to be 21 yeah. or older to be on the team. And she's like, I'm 20, 22. You know, she has that whole thing, which like if she's actually 22, that's funny. Yeah, so, I mean, like, basically, the movie's about her balancing the roller derby with her real-life uh, work. Has anyone in the world earned just a roller derby paycheck? Um, there are some people who can make a living off of things they do associated with... Like, I know there's um two people who play, and they're one of some of the best roller derby players in the world, and they opened up a roller derby skate shop which I think that oh, is cool. their career. So just roller derby alone, no, but you can be, I know some people who became like trainers or something. I mean, gotcha. there are a few people who can make it work, but it's it's a tiny minority and you have to, you know, be just really elite, I think, to do it. So don't count on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not like Bliss's whole angle with um, balancing high school and such and her job, but I feel like, I mean, everyone in the league pretty much has to balance real life yeah oh yeah a lot of people have kids you know i know um really busy careers um yeah it's definitely hard i don't know if anybody has to like hide it the way you oh, know okay. her, yeah. her well. thing is <laughs> <It's a secret. laughs> that's that's true but i mean i like i get it from her angle because again she's 17 and um it's so weird to me now and i i forgot about that part i was was freaked out the whole movie because i was like now she's she's dating this adult who doesn't know that she's okay so okay i had written that down and and let's get into that so she you know she meets this guy and he seems like the perfect guy oliver so is he an adult like he's clearly not 17 we get that yeah he's definitely out of high school he he says his older brother, it's his older brother's band. So I think they just put that in for like that little bit of ambiguity. I never figured it out. But he goes on tour and stuff, so he's not like yeah, he's not in school. Yeah, and he assumes that she's an adult. So I, yeah, he's I mean he's, he's definitely older than her in a way that maybe I think I was talking to my friend at the screening. I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this scene right here when they're in the pool. And they were like, Well, I think in Texas it is legal. It's still <laughs> I think like the it's age still, of consent yeah. is like sixteen. There, I'm like, Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you you sometimes forget uh, the high school element of this film, and then w- once you're aware of it, that, that is true. No, I, the first time yeah. I not the first time, but like yeah, the, the Alamo screening, I was kind of thinking the same thing, and I'm like. I was trying to, like, rationalize it, I guess, in my head. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I totally forgot about it, and then I, you know, and I saw that, and I was like, I can't imagine having a teammate who was, like, in high school. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy, so. 
She, um, the high school elements of this, they're not too many, but it is an important part, like we're saying, like the fact that she is in high school, and we do get some school scenes. Yeah. She's picked on by, uh, the, the popular girl, and like, I guess the popular clique, uh, they show up to the restaurant and kind of like... Yeah, but then she plays roller derby and finds, like, you know, her, uh, her backbone and fights back. Yeah, she, she, I don't know if it's a legal move, but she does like a roller derby move. Yeah, she nearly kills her, (laughs) the mean girl, so we all cheer. (laughs) Knocks her off the stairs. Why did, what prompts her to do that? I, first of all, I think it was a legal move, because I think she like, didn't she hip check her or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think it was. So, yeah, great. But uh, it seemed super mean. I know the girl was mean to her, but geez, he assaulted her. Trying to remember what, oh, uh. She took two Barbies and tied them up in her locker. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's... One of them looked like Pash. Yeah. Like, oh, they got your freckles. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, then she does that, like, you know, hip check kind of move. And they bring her to the principal's office and she gets... Does she get suspended? I don't think so. I don't think they said what the punishment was, but... No. She she probably should have. I'm such a square adult now. (laughs) She should get in trouble. Yeah, I was going to say, say, would would the high school Queen Elizabeth II think that she should have gotten in trouble for that? Probably. It depends if she was the one who got hit or not. uh, (laughs) Probably, probably, probably if I did less, much less so than I do now. (laughs) No, so yeah, like it, the the high school part of this is the fact that, like we're saying, she is a high schooler. I mean, I got suspended in high school too, and uh, nice. <laughs> I uh, yes, and that was for a physical altercation, but it was from the track. Oh, so you support it? Oh, so you support support what Ellen? <laughs> I don't did. support it, but <laughs> <laughs> again, I've told this story here before, but I, it was a physical altercation. I shouldn't have. Shouldn't have kicked that kid. Oh <laughs> Regardless, um, Wait, who, who's whose podcast am I on? <laughs> no, no, but I. Uh, <laughs> oh God. I I hid that from my parents because I think I was technically what? How I, they was, sent me home with a note? It was in school suspension, and I was out at whatever age that I wasn't eighteen at the time because I didn't turn eighteen this summer. But I think once you turned seventeen in New Jersey, like you were technically a high school adult. So they, no way. so they only told me so and it was in school so i just i went to school like it was like normal you know i sat in the cafeteria and went home how, brian how was your day at school great you know that's crazy no there's no way in my school like i think you had to have your parents sign something like i remember when i got suspended i had to uh go home and i wasn't talking to my mom at that point because i was a teenage girl and so and we hadn't been talking for like a week or something. I had to tell my dad, and then became an important enough thing that my mom had to come and talk to Ooh. me. Again. So, Ooh. I, Ooh. no, it was it was. She thought it was a pretty. They didn't really agree with the punishment, um, although they, you know, like you still did something wrong. They were very supportive and oh, really brought good. us really brought us closer. So, oh, at a very, so in the end of the day, it was a good thing. Yeah, that your it was. Did Thanks. That. No. <laughs> Thanks, Principal Senate. Superintendent Galvin, because he was there too. <laughs> wow, that's pretty serious. Yeah, they called me into the office. I thought I was getting an award because I walked in. It was the principal and the superintendent at the table. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I did not get an award. I remember uh, when I got called into the office, like, I knew what I was there for because, again, I'm... you attacked that poor child. No, it was not that. He was a lot smaller than me, and I feel bad about that. But it was, <laughs> long story short, and I, and I mentioned this on a previous episode, but. 
I was a senior on the track team, and he was like a sophomore, and the coach got sick, and he kind of put me in charge of putting people in for the races at this one event in terms of just like making sure people ran. He didn't want to run his race, which I didn't really care about. And then he wanted me to write a time uh, down, which I was like, that's not cool. But on top of all that, he wanted me to write a time down that was like so much better than he had actually ever ran. And that was like punched him in the face. No, it no, it didn't get to that. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. So I just wrote that he didn't run. Nobody cared that he didn't run. You know, it wasn't that big of a deal. It's high school track for crying out loud. But he got so upset that I didn't uh, write that time down for him. He, like, for a week, he was just, like, somewhat harassing me. And then he started harassing my girlfriend at the time and saying, like, some really inappropriate things. Oh, you defended her honor. I suppose, but looking back, I sh- not that I shouldn't have defended her honor, but, like, looking back, I should not have gotten physical with him. And I just, I kicked him. <laughs> I shouldn't have. <laughs> but uh, he got, re- you know, he got really upset, and he told... He made up these lies to the principal that I had been picking on him for a while, which was not true. I got suspended because I hit him, and I also got some detentions. But he also got detentions because I think by the end of it, they realized I was I had not been picking on him for a while, and he had been like you trying to cheat or something. Yeah, my golf team had someone who tried to cheat, and they kicked her off. See, exactly. I mean, again, this guy wasn't, didn't, like, matter. Like, he was doing it just for, like, the credit, and he, like, hard, like, he said he didn't really, like I said, he really didn't want to race much, but, like, so kicking off the team probably wouldn't have told me anything, but, like, he, he got the detentions, too. He was so upset, but I remember, you reminded me of something, like, I remember walking into the principal's office, and I didn't know, I was nervous I was going to get in trouble, but I was trying to, like, play it cool, and I looked at his, like, on his wall, he had, like, all these pictures, and I saw that he was in the army. And the first thing I said to him, which is the dumbest thing in the world, I think I was like, so you were in Nam? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think, I think of that from like a 17-year-old kid just saying that. And he was like, yes, yes, I was. Oh, he actually was in Nam. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he ended up being, so it was true. But like, it, I, it's still like, what, like again, why did I? That could have gone so wrong for yeah. you in so many ways. Like that, uh, he didn't talk about it. <laughs> but, but it's like, that's not like how I should open that up, you know? <laughs> like, oh yeah, so I bring this whole thing up because I was, aside from that, like a pretty straight-laced kid. Uh, I don't think I would have like been comfortable pretending to be an adult around all those right. adults. You it's know? like the whole time I just kept thinking I have like my you know league mates. A lot of them are like my friends. You know, we have a, we do stuff outside of um, the review. We we talk about our lives and um, it's crazy. I've been to their houses. I mean, it's it's it, I, the whole time I was watching. I was like, it's crazy that they're not just like. Um. <laughs> yeah, because like she hangs out with them after like uh, the bouts and stuff, but she, I guess she doesn't like share her life because she doesn't seem to make up an excuse. Yeah, they show like a couple times where she kind of avoids, and I'm like, yeah, but like in real life, like, not real life, but like you, I just I don't see. I it seems I tough to pull that off, but uh. <laughs> so oh, but back to the guy angle though. Yeah, you mentioned like the pool scene. You mentioned like. The, the the record I mean no you didn't mention it but there was the whole scene with the records and then she ends up finding like a Julie Lewis's character and her te- her team I guess throw her in the pool at that party right yeah here we we usually talk about high school parties but like that was not a high school party <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um, but she's thrown in the pool 
And then she ends up finding, like, Pesh in the bathroom, making out with that guy. Yeah, how old was that guy? Yeah, well, I wasn't even thinking about that either. Wow. (laughs) That's a good point, because even if Oliver says he's, like, his brother started the band, I think that guy was in the band. Those guys never find out either. (laughs) (laughs) They never receive it, like, FYI, I'm in high school. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) the best way to break up with him of all. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. He's like, guess what? And, you know, they try to portray him as, like, like this, I don't want to say perfect guy, but, like, perfect guy for her. Yeah. Flash forward kind of to the end because they go, you know, he goes on tour or whatever, and they switch that shirt with the jacket. What is what band is on their shirt? Oh, the Striper. Striper. Stripe. Yeah, it's a Christian metal band. Yeah. Looked it up. It's real. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, he has like a jacket that's like his high score or whatever. Right. Yes. Um, she ends up seeing um, that he, he gave the shirt to an, a girl, even though she eventually, he's like, oh, he's, let a girl wear it. Yeah, whatever happens there. It was such a weird thing because they build him up as like, you know, dream alt rock boy and like cool and sensitive and considerate. And then it's like, oh, wait, he cheated on you. And he's like, it's, it's fine. And it was, it was such a weird, um, I forgot that too. And I watched it the second time and I was like, whoa, like, yeah. this, this this came from nowhere. I'm Look, I'm glad it like bucks like the cliche a little bit, but it was like surprising. We, we talk about, a lot about this podcast, um, more like movies that come out, to, high school movies that come out today, like trying to have like more like, woke guys yeah. like rather than just like oh i'm attracted to the popular jock like, right more like and you're right he seemed like a really considerate like not asshole guy yeah, there's like, no word. hint at all that that this would happen <laughs> i mean i think the the line that she's like makes it kind of okay is like it's not so much that you gave your shirt away like you didn't call me while you were out there yeah you right know? yeah you totally totally different all of a sudden on the road <laughs> i mean yeah no it made me really hate that guy I, I mean, it's a realistic thing, but it's it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, no, but you're right. it, it is pretty realistic. It's just it's just surprising because otherwise this movie is pretty tropey with stuff. Yeah, and that was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, it's not tropey though, because in the end, she doesn't win. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. So, so there are like three or four things. That being one of them, her not winning, or like their team not winning, the mother. Um, you know, long story short, they end up doing well, uh, their, their roller derby team. Thanks and to Bliss, who just started skating three days ago. Yes. <laughs> which is so See, fast. that's like the, the cliche. But she, uh, they Blazing end up... Amazing speed. Yeah, they end up winning, and there's that great scene where it's like, oh, who's the poster girl? And there's like a, a food fight, you Rookie know? of the year. Yeah, that was weird, too. <laughs> um. It ends up being Bliss, and Juliet Lewis is pissed. Though I doubt she was going to get it two years in a row or whatever, but... That's another story. Yeah, bitter. <laughs> so she, um, you know, a lot of things happen between uh, the ending here. But what I was going to mention is that, like, she has a, her championship is on the same day as the beauty pageant that she promised her mother she would be in. Of course. <laughs> and and I, when we watched it, we were like, wait, both of these things are on like a Tuesday. Like, <laughs> they, were, they were like this Wednesday, our championship bout, and I turned to my friend, I was like, we've never had a bout during the week. Why did they do this? Yeah. Why wouldn't either of those events be on a weekend? It's a, like, stu- a small uh, point. Again, the but... championship. And 
pool night. The only way I would think that maybe that that would be the case if, like, they we're getting into minutia here, but, like, if they didn't control the venue somehow, and, like, that's the only time they could get it. But they seemed like they have total control of that never, venue. Never, yeah. <laughs> and the crowd they get for a, a Wednesday night. Yeah, never heard of about on a weekday. And I, I assume there's not beauty pageants on no, like, it's... The Wednesday nights either, because it seems like it takes all day to get it was, ready. It was, like, the finals of beauty pageants also, right? <laughs> like, it was the beauty pageant yeah. championship. It was, like, the big, the yeah. big on it something. And... Same day in the middle of the week. So, look, look that's a little cliche. But, like we said, she doesn't win that end up out. But also the mother, in a lot of these films, the mother ends up attending the roller derby thing, which is cliche. Yeah. But, like, then just being like, you know what? I see the merit in this, you know? Yeah. The father was more like that, but that's, the, I mean, you knew it was going to be like that. Oh, yeah. But she's more like, if I can't talk you out of it, I guess you could do it. She's just resigned to it, which is probably the way a lot of mothers, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was afraid to tell my mom when I started. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was well adult, so. <laughs> so that, yeah, so it does, like, again, in the end, it has a lot of, like, realistic twinges that, yeah. like, take it out of the cliche. Yeah. Which I think is nice, but again, it builds in a lot of cliche, but it doesn't end in cliche. And I'm sure that's, like, a product of the book as well. Yeah, I wish I, I never, I didn't read it, but I would assume, yeah. Yeah, because again, same screenwriter as the book writer. So she also, yeah, she wrote the screenplay too, so. Uh, so we did skip ahead, but, you Sorry. know, that's okay. I'll oh, there was her. the whole, um, Pash gets arrested angle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad friend. I feel bad for Pash. I was like, she's oh, right yeah. to be mad. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because again, that she goes, she, she ends up because she went off with the guy. You ditched her for a boy. <laughs> no one likes that, so it's kind of funny when she comes back and she's like, "Why are you mad at me? It's not my fault." <laughs> yeah, hoes before bros. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> so again, she ends up leaving home and like crashing with Kristen Wiig's character, where that's where she, we we meet that she has a son or whatever. But I kind of like that talk she has with her. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I just cut school and hang out with you guys today? Plus, I know what it's like to want to do your own thing. Believe me, I do. But maybe there's a way you can do it without making your parents feel like crap. What? I've just been thinking, I think maybe you're being a little selfish with your mom. She's the one who has been shoving her agenda down my throat since day one. First of all, you're lucky to have a mom that even cares. And just because she's wrong about Derby doesn't mean she's wrong about every single thing. And if Riley ever lies to me the way you lied to your parents, he wouldn't even be able to run away because I'd break his legs. I'm just kidding, honey. That was a joke. <laughs> I am here for you, but just because you found a new family doesn't mean you throw the old one away. She's like, you know, be happy that you have a mom that cares about you. This is after they find out that she's 17. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big thing there. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> they find out she's 17 because, oh, because of the arrest thing, because they, they look at um, her ID, and then Juliet Lewis overhears, and then she has that. I can't remember how she found out, but I know Juliet Lewis finds out. And... Yeah, because she overhears at the, because uh, she's like, oh, you're 17. The cop's like, you're 17. Get out of here. And then Juliet. Yeah, I think, I don't remember that sure. <laughs> And then that's when she has that, uh. Really awesome speech, right? Yeah, I think so. She goes, how old do you think I am? And yeah. she goes, like, I don't know, 27. And she says, I'm 37, right? Yeah, and like I found this sport when I was, like, 31. And it took me this long to find something I was good at and this long to be good at it. And you have got here three minutes ago. Something like that, right? Yeah. And as mean as she is, you kind of get where she's coming from. 
Yeah, <laughs> totally. It was it was a very uh, a roller derby thing I identified with a lot because I know a lot of people who've never played a team sport or a sport before before they play roller derby. Wow. So, it was a lot of women growing up. It wasn't a thing that they were encouraged to do or mm. maybe wanted to do or it was on their roster priorities. And so this is the first time they've been good at a sport or played one or, you know, a lot of people just find themselves there. And, you know, so that was, that was super relatable. It's absolutely something I've, you know, you can see a lot of roller derby players. And that's why I think Julie Lewis is so good at this character because she, you're, you like, I never played roller derby, obviously. I mean, we, we've gotten this far. We, we know that. But, like, listening to her, I, like, really empathized, or with, or is it sympathize? Sympathize, yes. I sympathized with her character because, like, again, she's supposed to be mean, but I totally, like, get where she was coming from because I think there's a lot of things. I could even say that with, you know, podcasting. It's not ath- athletic, but it's not something I, well, I don't think it was really around when I was younger, but it's not something I did when I was younger. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a lot of things you find, like, that some people find, like, I, I was going to say later in life, but it's not really that late, you know, yeah. compared to Bliss's character. Yeah, right. And also, I get it, like, from what you said, too, like, she, she literally is in there, what, like, at most, like, a couple weeks? Or maybe, yeah, maybe. yeah, they, they don't know how long it's supposed to go, but it's they really compress how, how long it would take all that to happen, so I think it's like three months, maybe. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 so I definitely get where she's coming from. Maybe you won't give me the honest answer, but how do you treat the rookies? <laughs> oh, um, fi- I, I don't, I mean, you'd have to ask them, probably, <laughs> but, um, I'm kidding. you know, it really depends. Um, you'll have new people who will come in and like work really hard and come to a lot of practices and you see an effort in them. And I, you know, and if they mess up or fall down or aren't good at a skill immediately, I don't really have a problem with that at all. Everybody gets embarrassed and says sorry way too much when they start because not only when you're you're not good at something, but it's so obvious because you just fall (laughs) on the ground in front of everybody. But, you know, people who really work at stuff and improve, I always think it's awesome. Um, Then you have other rookies who came here for something else or just don't want to do it or don't want to put the work in and I'm probably less tolerant of them. I guess that's true in like anything though, especially like for someone like you who's like an expert at it at this point. If someone really wants to like learn and loves the sport, like I'm super happy to encourage them. I think it's great. Yeah. Typically you'll have a league and you'll have fresh meat come in, the new people, and there's sort of a, a process where, you know, you lose like half of them when they realize how much time it takes, how much, how it's hard it is, like how much, how sore you are the next day. So, um, yeah, that's not really in the movie at all. They just take enough people to fill the teams that they have. That, that's interesting, because I was going to ask if there's, like, kind of a um, a period of that. Like, I know there's a period of adjustment, obviously, but I was going to ask if there's, like, people who just can't do it, you know? Not in yeah. terms of physically, but I'm sure there's that, too, in terms of just can't make the commitment. Right, yeah. And for lots of reasons. So, um, again, we get to our... Uh, ending really and we talked about it a little but they, they end up, up losing which is it is just yeah, they don't win yeah so interesting even though she gets to play in the end she doesn't have to do the beauty pageant she gets to play yeah. the well they pageant. rescue her right like <laughs> sort of yeah that's right yeah yes and even though they know she probably legally and for insurance reasons cannot play <laughs> <this> out, <laughs> it's being real practical here that um they're like let's do it 
So she plays. Yeah, because the dad, I mean, I like what he says. Oh, that's right. They do a permission slip. Yeah, they, yeah, get, they do the get the permission, permission slip. slip. Yeah, so I guess it's okay. okay but. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> the dad kind of checks it out online, like you said, in a very old computer. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube on the Apple IIGS. Like, <laughs> yeah, checks okay. he checks it out online, and he's like, this is cool. And like we said, he kind of relates it to like wanting a football-playing son, I think. I really actually like the dad scenes in this movie because that was the thing... Um, I used to call my dad in halftime of bouts because my parents lived in Connecticut and I lived in LA so they could watch them online. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, and I still, I call my dad, uh, I used to call him before every bout and in the middle after, uh, sports was a thing I was, I did with my dad. So, and I think he's always been super psyched that, uh, he's come to my bouts and enjoys, enjoys it. That's great. And, that's awesome. And I think the last one he went to, I got like a penalty right in front of him and he was so proud as I skated. <laughs> <laughs> Looked over, he was just beaming. So that's uh, awesome. Yeah, wow. that's like really. That's I think like... I tossed some girl out of my way because I was over it, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and they, they the penalty. I was like, ah, well, he was so proud. I dug that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. Yeah. I, I like even like when she catches him in the van. He's just like watching football, drinking beer. You gotta pick your battles with your mother because she is a fighter. <laughs> this blue bonnet deal mean so much to her and I think it's really nice you going along but you know there's more to life than beauty pageants you know that right I'm aware all right I'll shut up can I have one no you may not but you can have a sip of mine Oh! <laughs> he took it to him. <laughs> that was a nice, that was a good block. Well, since when do you like football? <clears throat> I don't. I better go. <laughs> yes, yeah, man cave. Yeah, yes, essentially. And he's like, you could have a sip of my beer. And she just like chugs the whole thing. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Roller Derby's really taught her a lot of good stuff. <laughs> Good lessons we learn. Yeah, I mean, I can't blame them. They did not know she was 17. No, they didn't. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yes, again, somehow. So, like, you know, he ends up being, like, a real... I mean, he's an awesome dad throughout, but he ends up being, like, a really awesome dad in a sense, in two ways, right? Like, because he's awesome to her, and he's really supportive, and he ends up getting the roller derby team to, like, rescue her there. What I did like about this, as weird as it is, Marsha Gay Harden does an amazing job, and I didn't want her to just be like, like, fuck you, mom, kind of thing. Like, the way that he kind of ex- has that little speech with her, like, I, and I forgot exactly the what he The one in the says. kitchen? There's the one in the kitchen, but then there's the one at the beauty pageant where it's like, I don't want to not have her do something that makes her so happy. Yeah, right. And, like, and again, she kind of just puts up with it, but it's... It's somewhat realistic, right? And the, their marriage, I, I find interesting, because she was a beauty queen, and I'm assuming he played football. And now she's a post office worker. Yeah, now, too, yeah, now she's she's a male lady, and he's a oh, plumbing. So some kind of side Furniture business. Furniture moving. It was the van was where he worked. It's the logo <laughs> of his company. So yeah, he kept saying he had uh, like clients, and he was just watching football. So, uh, but like it's. It's kind of a realistic thing, like, 
where um, both of them seem to have like dreams that they could not accomplish, and but the mother was really putting it on the daughter, and I like that element because I feel like that's as sad as it is. That's super realistic sometimes. Yeah, you kind of saw where everybody was coming from, yeah. and why they wanted what they did. Absolutely, but I do like um, in the uh, principal scene. I know we're bouncing back and forth in the uh, when she's in trouble. Like the mother goes, "How could you? You know, she has to cheer tonight." Like, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, and she's like, "And cheerleading's a sport." You know, <laughs> the, you know the family characters were more three dimensional than the roller derby characters, really, because the, the the roller derby player Kristen Wiig has some dimension to her, but like, there's two who don't talk. You just know they're Canadian hockey players. Um, Eve, I don't think, does Rose Rosa Sparks, I think is her name. I'm trying yeah, to think. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't really do much. I mean, you don't really know much about Smashly. No, Smashly. more is, like she has a fiance. has a fiance <laughs> that she beats up, and her character was there was a recurring joke where she's injured in a different way in like every scene, <laughs> I think. And the, you really don't get to know Juliet Lewis is like three-dimensional i guess but yeah really the family her friend they're all actually much more well-rounded even like the, they're like boss at that place that like, yeah even yeah place. he goes yeah <laughs> and, and yeah they're all I like them. The, the the roller derby characters are cartoons a little in a way which is sort of disappointing when you think about it yeah they're they're caricatures they really are yeah they and didn't spend enough time for roller derby movie they didn't spend enough time with roller derby itself to really develop much on that front no no. I'd like to see, like, almost, like, a newer roller derby movie come out that's more, yeah, about the athletic side. I don't want to just, like, just a documentary. I mean, yeah, documentaries are great, but, you know. But I'd like yeah. to see something that's more um, focused on that and a little bit more, <sighs> gritty is a bad word, but, like, maybe less, like, this is obviously a very Hollywood film, despite it not being, like, a big budget picture. It's still, you, you know, take Well, you take away the beauty pageant in the high school and that kind of thing and just make it about someone trying to be good at roller derby. Yeah. Uh, but I think this movie didn't do well, so that kind of cut off, I think, a lot of interest in doing a movie about that. And the sport that's the vast majority of people play now is not what an audience thinks of or mm. maybe would want to see. So I don't, I don't know if that will happen anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah, it's unfortunate, though, because yeah. like it, it's, it's such a... At least to me, it's such like an interesting sport. It just it fe- really feels like it's growing, but like... Again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like it's growing in, like, the right way in terms of... It, it feels less gimmicky, you know? Especially, like... Yeah. like it's like, much less gimmicky. I mean, people used to wear fishnets. They always make fun of the people who used to wear fishnets, and now it's, you know, very official, sleek uniforms. But, um... I don't know. Fishnets can be fun. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, so there's a fun in that. Like, I grew up, like, yeah. a, a wrestling fan, and I do, like, really, really stylized stuff sometimes. Yeah. And there's a coolness... In, in that, but I think that's harder to maintain past like the fad level. Yeah, well, people as they as the sport got more developed and grew, people wanted to be taken seriously as athletes, and it's hard to get taken seriously as an athlete if you know you're. I think in Texas they did like pillow fights in the middle of the ring. You know, like, Jesus. Just, so you have to make a decision. <laughs> oh my god! And, you know, people people work really hard, really hard, spend a lot of their time and lives really getting good at this and you want to be taken seriously for someone who's good at a sport and it makes sense do you think this is gonna be always stay at the grassroots level or do you think that it's gonna be one day like 20 50 100 years from now there's like really prof- like it's you know we're talking about like you know yeah. nba level or even like as an olympic sport or something i know there's a lot of people who want it to be an olympic sport i don't 
when you, the sport is still, it's not even 20 years old, I don't think. That's really young. It's really, yeah. I just don't know. Like, um, it's still developing. I, the thing about this movie is it got a lot of people interested in it. Like, I think people, leagues ballooned. Like, we got tons of members. There's people who play, who joined because of this movie. Like, wow. some of the best players. A lot of people were inspired by this movie, which was great. But I think as time has gone on, that's kind of um, contracted, mm. you know, a, a bit. And so I am interested to see what leagues look like and what attendance abouts and how sustainable things are in like five years. Because I feel like a lot of leagues I've heard are shrinking and some military businesses have closed. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it will be a test that we're in right now to see. If it's going to be sustainable. Also, like, that's probably part of the natural process of yeah. things, like the feeling out of, like... Yeah, I think it's fine and natural, I'm not worried. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, there's very few women's sports, really, when you think about it, that can make it and get that kind of interest, really, without, like, a men's sport version propping them up. So I think I hear a lot of people say it really depends on the junior derby people, because you get kids involved at a young age... The way like women's soccer is so good because women play girls play soccer a lot and then all of a sudden you have elite you know women's yeah they women's, just women's team continue that's a good point yeah so there's a lot of junior derby leagues that have sprung up and I there's some people who play as adults now who started when they were kids and I think that'll be like a, a really interesting you know cool level um, yeah I mean that that that's pretty cool like to to think about like I mean. There are some people who play the sport who are just amazing, phenomenal, ridiculous athletes who do just things you did not think were possible on roller skates or even off of them. So I hope that, I mean, I'd love for them to have as much big of a showcase as possible. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, and it's cool, like, if maybe this film didn't do as well, but if you're saying that it had that much of an impact oh, on God, the sport, yeah. Yeah. that's like, that, that's amazing. That's what I was going to ask. That was actually my next question. Like, like, what was the impact of this film? And if you're saying it's that, I mean, like, yeah, awesome, you yeah. know? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I know it didn't do well, but I, Netflix, if you're listening, or, like, HBO, I could see, like, a mini-series, kind of. Or, like, not a mini-series, but, like, I could see a series. You would think after, like, because Glow is awesome on Netflix. That, and that was, you know, you're, like, reading my mind. Yeah. I was going to say, like, something like Glow. Absolutely be a space for it. I know there's been some graphic novels that have done really well about World of Derby. Mm, that's um, cool. I could see that. Actually, the person who got me into the sport in the first place wrote a series of graphic novels. Oh, that's about, awesome. About it, um, as well as a, a real novel. So there, I, there's been some, I think it was something called, one called Roller Girl that was, I think has done really well. My mom was a librarian and I know, I think the library had like a, a thing about it for people to come and then they had a roller derby league come in and um, in the area. So, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so there's stuff out there um, that's recent that could all get picked up or, you know, whatever. So, I mean, it's still a sport that has thousands and thousands of players, tens of thousands of players, I think, and thousands, thousands of leagues, I think, around the world. So there's a lot of good things in place. Awesome. I mean, that's great to hear. Like, I mean, I, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm excited for the future of roller derby. And again, again, Netflix, I want to see this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I love it. Gosh, Netflix would be great because then you would have enough time to really build up your understanding of the sport. Exactly. In a way that was really too quick to do in a movie. 
Anyway. No, really, no. Netflix, if you're listening, which I know you're not, but still, if you're listening. I'll write it. Don't worry. Please, please. Uh, so how can, I guess, specifically, how can people get involved in roller derby? Ah. What? So there's almost certainly a league close to you, no matter where you are. I mean, even people in Alaska, they've got leagues, so... Wow. <laughs> you know, you can look up um, wherever your closest league is and go watch about. Um, get involved with the league itself. If you don't want to skate, you can become a referee. You can volunteer with the league. We have a lot of people who don't skate but are involved, like heavily involved, and it's like we could not do this without them. Um, but yeah, I guess the first thing to do would just be to watch about and see what you think of it. And we actually have about coincidentally enough, um, on October 6th. So, uh, should I promote that? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. So, um, it's our B team and we were playing, uh, the Hill City Rollers, which are in upstate New York. Um, and it's at Yonkers Police Athletic League, 127 North Broadway, Yonkers, New York, easily accessible from the Metro North. Um, you just get off at the Yonkers stop and it's a short walk. And tickets are on sale now. I think we have to put the event up on Facebook tonight, but uh, they should be on sale now, and they are, right now, it's a discount. It's our early bird discount for the next week, um, so it's uh, $10 for general admission, 15 for VIP. Not if, bad. And uh, if you uh, tell them, if you buy tickets at the door and you tell them that you heard about it from this podcast, uh, you get $5 off VIP. Ooh, and look at bucks, that. We yeah. got we got a special here. Three bucks off general, but if you get them at the door, it's uh, more expensive than if you get them online. In the first week. Okay. Did I explain? Yeah. I At think the so. door, it's 15 bucks for general, 20 bucks for VIP. And if you say you're the podcast, um, it's 12 bucks and 15. So That's a good deal. Um, yes. Guys, let's go out there. Let, let's support some roller derby. Yeah. It's awesome when you have people in the crowd. I play a lot of away bouts. And then you do something good and the crowd is like silent. And then you get your and you get hit by someone on their team and they cheer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's awful. Come and cheer for us when we do good things. Love it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll be there. Um, so let's let's take care of some podcast business, and then I want to, you know, really promote that again. So every week we uh, rate the film. Oh. But before we do that, is there anything else in Whippet you wanted to mention or bring up? Or no, I think I think we got every. I don't know. I guess you do want more inside information. I think I covered a lot of it. If you have more inside information, um, there are a couple people in on the other teams, and they show like the bouts. I think a lot of those people, maybe all of them, were all roller derby players from around the area. There's one named Jackie Daniels, whose real whose roller derby name is Jackie Daniels. <laughs> I think she was in Chicago. The girl, uh, the woman who trained, I think, who did led the training things for the actors, is in it, and she's on the fight attendants. Oh, that's although, cool. Yeah, although her real team was the Tough Cookies. Ah. Um, and, yeah, then Iron Maven, obviously, is based on a real a real skater. That is the only name, aside from Jackie Daniels, that I know of that wasn't made up for the movie, but I could be wrong. At this point, if, if everyone's... I know you said there, some people are phasing it out, but at this point, there must be repeat names around the country. Oh, yeah. So when I started, there was a master list that you had to check 
and see oh. if your name was taken or anything close enough to it. There was an Elizabeth on that list. I had to like message her on like MySpace. I remember <laughs> it was like mood, depressed, and I was like, That's this so... isn't going to go well. And she never got back to me. I submitted it anyway. It got through. But a lot of, yeah, you had to find an original name. And eventually that, I guess, whoever maintained that list just got much slower and slower. And now it just isn't a thing at all. So yeah, you do have wow. a lot of repeat names. There's too many people doing it to make up an original name. I was going to say, that's really tough. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, I think you, you'll have bouts where I think people playing against each other have very similar names. I'm sure that's happened. Um, but Yeah, I mean, how, how could it not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but it's still... It, it's still a fun process. I mean, again, I I understand like being one takes wanting to be taken seriously, and wanting to use your own name. Yeah, I would hate for the names to go away. I love it. But like that, yeah, no, I I, I agree. That's really cool. Like yeah, I think you I, can still do everything seriously and have a pretty athletic sport. But like the names, call me a sucker for puns. I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> whenever I see a good roller derby name, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, the puns are great. I think most people's names somehow reflect something in their personality or life. My half my family is English, like live in England. Oh wow! So I wanted a name that could like that reflected that in a certain way. Um, so that was how I got mine. I and also you, we call each other by those names. Everybody in my league calls me Death because Queen Elizabeth II is just too long. Yes, <laughs> I just basically. I'm I can death. imagine when you're just you know. Yeah, and then that's fine when you're in, you know in practice and stuff, and then like. I mean, I went to, I played, uh, played golf with uh, Fleetwood Smack, and you know, I was calling her Smack, and she was calling me Death, and we had like a one guy that they just paired up with us. Like, uh, what, your name is Deb. And you're like, uh. so yeah, you go out in public and go to stores or whatever, and you're calling each other like, you know, Death and whatever. Um, <laughs> and you forget that it's. Uh, or on Facebook, you know, all friends and then, like, regular people will, like, comment under, you know, someone's and then they'll be like, oh, death. <laughs> no, death is coming for you. And it just looks, it's a very different. Um, <laughs> I have friends I made who I even forget their real names. I still, I don't, they haven't even played the sport in years and I've still called them by the role of their That's names. hilarious. But that's great. There's like a... Oh. How I was introduced to them, so um, it's weird to call them by name. That's cool because... As much as roller derby wants to be taken seriously, and, and, and I love it, but what's missing to me from, like, the NBA or, like, the NFL is, like, personality sometimes. Yeah, I mean, know? the XFL. Didn't yeah. <laughs> they, they, they right. do that kind of thing? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's, I guess that was an attempt to solve that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's coming back. Apparently. But um, that's a uh, yeah, that should be interesting. <laughs> but uh, no, but that's uh, that's like cool. I want them to keep the names. Oh, yeah. one thing I forgot to ask you that I ask all my guests, as this is the slumber party. If you had to bring any sleeping bag to the slumber, and you can make up a sleeping bag, what sleeping bag would you have? Like a with a like a logo? Is that what we're saying? Or just yeah, like I mean, a... you could just be like, I want a red sleeping bag. I mean, <laughs> if, if you really wanted to, but <laughs> I mean, I've only owned two sleeping bags in my whole life. Yeah, uh, so I, you know what? I've never had one of those ones with the head shape that you can also very popular pull. on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I never had one. I always thought they looked cool, but probably like really hot. So, yeah, those two. I mean, I've never even known someone who's had them. I've just like, seen pictures. <laughs> yeah, like for serious people, camp in the snow, which sounds terrible. But the sleeping bag is cool. 
Or well, one of those sleeping bags that's also a tent that you string up between two trees. You ever seen those? No, I've never seen that. That's yeah, cool. I saw them at like camping stores or something. That looks, that looks a cool. sleeping bag's also the tent? You sleep, yeah, it's like a tent that's like a, in a hammock. <laughs> I, oh, wow. I'm sure wow, I've that's... seen this. I think the sleeping bag is part of it. I'm but... trying to picture it. <laughs> I think I think I know what you're saying. I'd never do Definitely going to look that up. So every week we rate the film on a scale of something of one to five, some object in the film. So what should we rate this film on first? I mean, I guess roller skates is pretty obvious. Pretty obvious, but that's what I was thinking, too. There's not really... Uh, dolphin necklaces. Dolphin necklaces, <laughs> it could be that, too. One scene I didn't mention, they sing that song. Um, they, don't say, they don't say Jolene, but they say... Oh, God. Abilene. It was the name of the town. The Boline. Name of the town. Boline, yeah. Something like that. Bodine. Bodine. Yes. Bodine. Bodine. <laughs> so many, so many things we could uh, rate it on. So, should we go as simple as skates? Should we do the dolphin necklace? You know what we could do um, in the movie? There's a disco skate. I don't know if you noticed it, but there's a giant skate covered in like disco things. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, that hangs over the track for all That's the boats. Cool. And that actually, I forgot to mention, was a real thing. Um, the LA Derby dolls have it. Um, I was in LA a couple weeks ago and I saw a disco skate again. So nice. uh, it's like roller skates, but it's a disco skate. <laughs> Let's put a maybe that. Okay. <laughs> have, so how many disco skates would you rate the film Whip It? And again, this is not like in, we're not rating it against Citizen Kane and Gandhi and films like that. You know, we're rating it just like how, enjoy it, how much you enjoyed it and stuff. Um, you know, I I will give it. I'll give it a four. If you're someone who doesn't know much about roller derby, hasn't really seen it, um, and you don't have those kinds of things to be like ah, about, then it's it's a really it's a good fun film, right? Like it goes pretty fast. There's a lot of cool characters in it. And it's great actors. So yeah. Yeah, I was gonna give it a four four disco skates. Four disco skates. <laughs> as well, because it's like you said, it's not. I mean, you've kind of. Um, comforted me in a way here because i didn't know if you were going to come here and be like wow it's so inaccurate like it portrays it as thing and we yeah. know it's not a hundred percent accurate but it, it, it's enough that you still enjoyed it it's know? pretty it's it's pretty inaccurate but um <laughs> it's uh it remind at this point it reminds me so much of like a league that i used to play and i miss so much in a way i used to play that i miss and uh i think it's pretty accurate considering that it's a movie yeah i mean and, which that's awesome. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Like we said, like the cast is great. And I think there's a good story. And it's not as cliche as maybe I thought it was going to be. And it's just something that if you haven't seen Whippet, I'm kind of surprised it didn't do as well as it well, yeah, should have. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it didn't do well. But it did. I know, I think it might be kind of a cult thing now, but I do know it spurred a lot of people to start playing the sport which again it's great and that alone shows that this film has a legacy and that's like really all yeah that's really all you want in a film to have some kind of legacy so yeah we can thank you drew barrymore yes for that (laughs) thanks so much queen elizabeth the second you're right death is so much easier just (laughs) yeah only one syllable (laughs) yeah but you'd be pretty like cocky just for your name to be death 
Dracula. I'm actually trying to figure out what I should do with my uniform shirt, because right now it has Queen Elizabeth II on the back of it, and I don't have a large back, so it's, <laughs> it's, I think the next one I'm just going to have to say death on it. Like. I mean, that looks like badass, but I, what I was saying is like when you first started, that might have been pretty ballsy to... to just call yourself yes. Death. I think I wouldn't actually have been able to because there was already someone named Crystal Death, uh, and so they would have said it was too close. Gotcha. So. <laughs> but yeah, it would have been pretty much. But now yeah. you've yeah now you've now I've more earned than, it. Yeah, more than earned. It's ten years, the like death whatever moniker, I want. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on. If you want to remind everyone one more time about the the bout and where people can either follow you or. or or your league, or wherever people can, Oh yeah, you know. All right, yes, yeah. so the bout is October 6th. Um, doors at 6, starts at 7. You can buy tickets online. Um, if you go to suburbiarollerderby.com, there's a link. That's also a website. I do that website, so you better think it's nice, because I work <laughs> real hard on it, and it's tough. Um, or, you know, we have a Facebook page, Suburbia Roller Derby on Facebook. You'll find it. It has plenty of information. Um, so, yeah, the, to buy them online. You can also buy them at the door, which uh, we're at we're Yonkers Police Athletic League, 127 North Broadway. Um, if you're coming from New York City, you can take the Metro North to the Yonkers Station. Or if you're not, you probably have a car, so you can just drive, which is a lot easier, much nicer. Um yeah, and uh, tickets at the door are $15 for general, $20 for VIP. If you say that you heard about this from the podcast, then it's $12 for general and $15 for VIP. What a deal! Well, Death, thank you so much again. And like I said, I will be there. Oh, what, is that a Saturday? It is Saturday, yes. yes Unlike I'll... Whip It, <laughs> our bouts are on weekends when it's convenient for all. So I will be there on Saturday, and hopefully we can get some other people to come out. And you know, now I'm excited. After talking about this, I'm super, super, super excited to you know, see now some I'm, roller derby. Now I'm gonna have to play. I was, <laughs> I was not gonna play in it. Oh, now I might have to. Because that's the B team, right? And yeah, yeah. So you can, you can, you're allowed to cycle between teams. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. <laughs> The last B team bout I played is the one where that girl tried to take my head off and get kicked <laughs> out of the game. So I was a little bit like, I don't want to do this again. But yeah, you got to show them how it's done. You got to show those B teamers a little veteran leadership. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm still undecided. But um, if you're if, if your fans are going to be there, <laughs> I do not want to let them down. So and we'll see. Well, hope to see you. You'll be there regardless, though. Me? Yeah. Oh, I will be there, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So at least people could see your presence. <laughs> like, wow, she's a lot shorter than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> your regal presence. <laughs> she's kind of small. <laughs> yes, it will be me. Once again, thank you so much, Queen Elizabeth II. Super huge thank you to Queen Elizabeth II. We learned a lot today on High School Slumber Party. Are you excited as I am to check out some roller derby? God, I mean... Oh, I'm so excited. So if you happen to be in the greater New York area, you heard her. Come out to Yonkers, Saturday, October 6th, for our very first high school slumber party field trip. We're going to watch some roller derby. I'll be posting it on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram if I can. Or you can just check out Suburbia Roller Derby's online presence. Just Google it. You'll find it. And remember, you get a discount at the door. 6 p.m., Yonkers Police Athletic League Center, 127 North Broadway. Come out and chill with us. Again, I'll be there. 
and I'll give you a permission slip ahead of time for your mom to sign if it's an issue. Um, also, we're going to grab some drinks after, so if you just want to chill with us after watching some roller derby, it's going to be awesome. Trust me. It's like hanging with a cool teacher. Alright, i got to really stop with these like analogies, because sometimes they get a little weird. <laughs> uh, more homework for next week. Get QSAC not to block us. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Listen to all the other great shows on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Oh, and duh, it's going to be October, like, right around the corner. Your movie next week is 1978's Halloween, the OG one. The one, the only, the classic Halloween. Halloween night. A small American town, 15 years ago. seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I think he'll come back. Exploring uncharted territory. And totally charted. Just talk. Sure, sure. The only reason she babies it to have Halloween. <laughs> okay, Come on out. season. Well, obviously it's called Halloween. Anyway, my guests next week are my good friends Dan and Autumn. It's going to be super fun. And I leave you with another song off the soundtrack, off the uh, Whippet soundtrack. It's from the Queens guys, the Ramones. Sheena is a punk rocker. Later, dudes. Well, the kids are all after the Ready to go. They're ready.
You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.